0: Welcome to another episode of Motherhood in Black and White. I'm Kanji. I'm Tara. We thank you for tuning in and joining us this week. This episode, we're going to talk about intentional parenting. You know, in life, we are intentional about so many things. We work on purpose. We play on purpose. We rest on purpose. We love on purpose. Sometimes we forget it's important to parent on purpose and with intention. So for the next few minutes, Tara and I are going to share some things that we have learned during our parenting journey, things that we should do to parent intentionally with our kids. So... Intentional parenting is another like new thing, new trend that has come up in the last few years. Hasn't it Tara? I had not heard of it until
1: you brought it up to me for this episode. (laughs) So I guess it's brand new. This is me teaching you things. I'm always here to learn.
0: Well, you know, a few episodes ago, we did an episode on positive parenting Mm -hmm. with our friend, Alexis Maycock. She was the guest mom on that one and she dropped some gems, right? And so as I was talking to her offline, we were talking a little bit about intentional parenting. And again, I was like, what is that? Right. And I realized that that's kind of how we do life, but we have to do it through the lens of doing it through parenting. Right. We have to be intentional about our parenting. Exactly. It it seems so easy. It's so simple, but a lot of us don't do it. I will admit that there are many times when everyone's like, well, what's your parenting strategy? And I'm like, just to survive the day. Agreed. i i never picked one. When
1: Gage was born, you know, there were all these options like, oh, are you this mom? Are you that mom? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I'm just his mom. I'm not real sure. You know, I felt like everybody wanted a label for it, but I, I've never been one to do a very good job about picking a plan.
0: Yeah. There's types of parents like the helicopter parent or. Yeah. Or it was attachment parenting. I think it's the PC version. <laughs>
1: There was attachment. There was, what's the one? Free range. Free range parenting okay. is the one I keep hearing about where I think they're feral. I'm not really sure exactly how it <laughs> works. But, I, you know, there's there seems to be a label for every style of parenting you can think of.
0: Well, I can't really get behind any of those styles because I don't know what any of them mean right, pretty much. Right. But what I can do is say that I am focusing on parenting more with intention Intentionality yeah. was my word for 2021. Mm-hmm. And so I thought it was very appropriate when Alexis shared with me that there is a such thing as intentional parenting. And you and I separately talked offline mm-hmm. to develop kind of a list of ways that we should parent intentionally. Yes, we did. Because we realized that some podcasters do that, they plan they things, make
1: plans. <laughs>
0: they execute them they have episodes planned out with in these. advance ahead of
1: time it's amazing
0: so we're going to focus on doing that a little bit more in the future we're going to intentionally podcast yeah well it's <laughs> it's going to be a little easier because yeah. we do have a new podcast intern that That's joined right, us right. so shout out to Pip who is going to be joining us and helping us through the next couple of months before for her. she goes off to college and it's a chance for us to mentor another young woman Oh God, Isn't God that
1: great? It, I mean, we're going to do a great job. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> and also we will pray for her. <laughs> everybody, everybody pray for Pip. Everyone pray for Pip. Can I hear name, man? <laughs> so the things that we came up with, the five things that we should do when we parent intentionally, the first thing, intentional parenting is about having a plan. Yes. Unlike what we do when we do this podcast. Correct. Actually make a plan. So a lot of times with parenting, we hear that there is also a type of the fly-by-night parent, mm-hmm. just like, I'm just going to figure it out as I go along. Yeah. What I've realized is the areas of parenting where I've had more success are those areas where I actually plan activities and plan my day, plan meal plans. And I'm not a planner. Mm-hmm. But when we parent intentionally, it is necessary to take that first step and have that tool in our strategy. No, I, I can get on
1: board with that. I think sometimes I reverse engineer plan, like things happen and I look back and I go, Oh, I kind of planned that out. Like, you know, and it just landed the way it needed to land, but I'm not great about like sitting down and, intentionally setting it down on paper or making a strategy.
0: One of the ways that we can do it, though, is to figure out the way that works best for you. Right. Some parents are able to like plan meals and plan schedules and events for weeks or months or journal Mm -hmm. or whatever they do to kind of figure their schedule out. Whatever it is, and others are better having just broad, like this month, I'm going to focus on this with my kid or this season, this child is going to do this activity. Mm -hmm. Whatever it is, I think that you definitely need a plan to have a roadmap. And one of the ways that I look at it is let's look and see where we want to be five years from now. Like, what is the end goal? Like, Mm -hmm. what is it we're trying to achieve? And then make those incremental steps and plan accordingly to make that happen.
1: Yeah, I can be good about that in this season of my life currently. As you know, with all the things I have going with school and work and all that, I've had to be a little bit more short term. I've had to like look at uh, where would I like to see some improvement. Mm-hmm. And example, maybe with my kid, I I would like to spend more time with him regularly, where we're not on computers. And so I just said, okay, an hour a week. What could we do together or what could we do that's purposeful and we actually talk to each other and and that I can do that short term right now? That feels good for me.
0: Yeah, because it works with your schedule. Correct. Um Stephen Covey once said that the key is not to prioritize your schedule, but to schedule your priorities. Mm. Stephen Covey said some good things, man. That was kind of deep, wasn't <laughs> it? Was it? Deep. <laughs> for some people that didn't plan something, we had that little That jo- was not bad. That was not a bad <laughs> one in there. So we would say that the first tool that we would ask for mm-hmm. is when we when we parent with intention, have a plan. Have a plan. Great. That's right. And the second area with intentional parenting is intentionally parent with consistency. Right. This is something that I struggle with because it's just my personality to kind of fly by night, yeah. right? Yes. Um, and it's even harder to parent with consistency when you were parenting with another individual. With a partner. With a partner. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. One of the important things that we know about parenting and about childhood is not just setting boundaries. Mm-hmm. It's holding those boundaries. Right. Because it's easy to say your bedtime is at 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. But it is very difficult night after night, week after week. To remember when 8 p.m. is. <laughs> to stay awake till 8 p.m. <laughs> right. no, no, but to enforce it, yes. especially when you start to get beat down at the end of a long day. And every single day this child is saying, but mom, can I do this? But mom, can I do this? And that one time you give in Mm -hmm. is when a child starts to realize, well, hey, if I ask a certain way, or if I just annoy mommy really long time, wait till she's really, really tired. She's going to change her mind Mm -hmm. and this boundary is going to break. Yeah. When we talk about bedtimes, Mm -hmm. one of the hardest things for me is I go to bed really early.
1: Yes, I know this. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you're that early morning riser.
0: <laughs> I'm going to bed now, summertime, and the sun is still out. It's like 7.45. Really? And I'm, oh, yes. Oh, I, wow. I'm knocked out by 8 p.m. <laughs> and so I have this child who is naturally a night owl. Mm-hmm. And so I will say to him, oh, go to bed at midnight. It's summertime. I'll set a midnight bed, bedtime for him. And one time I woke up, and it was like 4 o'clock in the morning, and I was getting ready to start my day, mm-hmm. like, going to the gym. This was last summer Okay, during the pandemic when I was actually out teaching uh, fitness classes here in Texas. And I remember going downstairs, it was four o'clock in the morning and this kid was still on the computer. Oh my gosh. He had been up all night. Just doing it. And I realized I have no idea what time he's going to bed. Right. None. Yeah. Because you're in bed. I'm in bed. I'm asleep. Yeah. And so It's hard for us to like this whole, let's put ourselves first as women, as mothers, because if you put yourself first, sometimes one of the things that's going to be sacrificed is the knowledge of what your kids are doing. It's true.
1: We've joked around a lot about having to police a kid is hard because then you have to also follow the guidelines you have said, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You're like, oh, if I say he can't have the iPad for a week, then I got to make sure he doesn't get the iPad for a week. It is hard, you know, to be like, where is it? I don't know.
0: (laughs) And to my earlier point, it's even harder when you have a partner that may not be on the same page. That's right. right? Or more laid back. Right. Yeah. Or you just haven't agreed. One of y'all might say yes, yes, yes. And one of you is no, no, no. Good cop, bad cop. Have you ever had a situation where um, you and Jason either disagreed or gave mixed signals to Gage about something? Oh, yeah. We um we had a big
1: argument. And we didn't have an argument, but we definitely went back and forth for a while two years ago. Gage wanted to start playing a particular video game that was really popular and a lot of kids were playing, but I thought he was too young. He was he was seven. He wasn't quite eight, but I thought he was too young for it. And Jason went along with me for a little bit, and then he started to change his mind and started to think that it would be okay. And so we argued in front of him a couple of times about it, and I finally said, hey, we need to talk about this ourselves, you know what I mean? Because he's watching us, and he's, of course, willing his dad to win this fight, because then he could play the video game. And we had to, you know, just tell... But we got pretty good about saying, hey, we'll talk about it later, and we'll get back to you. because we would start arguing in front of him about it, like why he thought it was okay and why I didn't think it was okay. And I was like, I don't think this is the way to work it out, you know, like not right in front of him. And so there's been a few things like that since. As a matter of fact, there was another video game just recently he wanted to play, and I was a hard no. And Jason's like, well, maybe. And I go, we'll talk about Mm -mm. it. Listen,
0: those kids... They can find the weakest link. They do. They know. And they are so psychologically smart. Mm -hmm. Like, kids have an emotional intelligence that I wish most adults had because they realize whose buttons they can push, Mm -hmm. how to push them, Mm -hmm. how far they can go with pushing people. Mm -hmm. Like, they just find a way to know, like—
1: Oh. They don't have any boundaries around when it gets uncomfortable. They're like, oh, I can just keep pushing on into <laughs> this. Like an adult will be like, oh, I think I hit a button. He's like, oh, no, I hit a button. <laughs> mm, I'm going to keep on going. That's I'm going right. to keep on going. That's right.
0: Yeah, so to your point, like what you were saying about what happens with you and Jason, it's it's if you and your partner decide something, it's important to stick to it. Right. right? Stick to your guns. Um, Establish the boundary, hold the boundary, and realizing that it might be uncomfortable, it might be hard, it might be challenging, Mm -hmm. but do not compromise what you believe is the right thing to do for your child in the face of finding something easier route. Right. Right. Well, and for us, it's like we disagreed,
1: which is fine. You can disagree, but we had to remind ourselves that we needed to sort it out on our own and then Come up with a decision we could agree to, and then we had to both hold it. Because when he started wavering on the video games in front of Gage, I'm like, "Hey, man! Mm. Like, we had an agreement.
0: You have to be a united <laughs> yeah, front. Exactly right. Like every adult around has to be united front. Because I'm yeah. telling you, they will find that weak link and they yeah, will break them. They
1: will. We can argue in the bedroom <laughs> later, and then we'll come back out. We got to be on the same page. This kid is ruthless. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wonder where he gets that from. I have no idea." So the third part of intentional parenting is is being attentive yes. when you parent. Yes, it's not about the quantity of time you spend yeah. with your children; it's the quality time. And last week we talked about love languages mm-hmm. and having kids that their love language is quality time. Kind of made us agree that this was a wonderful strategy to add to our intentional parenting toolkit. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, to kind of pay attention to
1: what their love language is and and uh, really give in for that and push for that. Quality time is so important. And like I said earlier, when I was talking about planning with Gage, just an hour a week that we're just totally just hanging out, talking, not on computers, not distracted. I mean, he doesn't need much, honestly. Sometimes I just give him 15, 20 minutes when I get home, if I just listen to him for a few minutes and then he wants to go do his thing and I do my thing. And I can tell it
0: really fills them up. Yeah. You know? It's not just so many things that distract our kids. There are things that can distract us. Right. You know, We would all be guilty of spending maybe too much time scrolling or yeah. texting. But what's really important to remember is to not allow those distractions to creep in when you have this quality time. So what we would maybe suggest is you know, set aside, like you mentioned, even 15 minutes a day yeah. where it is uninterrupted kid mom or kid parent time. And make that consistent. So that's tying in that three and four. See, oh, that's, that's right. We, that, we went back. We took it back. We went back. Yeah. Yeah. So making sure that your kid, when they're with you, they have your undivided attention for that period of time. And honestly, what I have found is the things that I remember most from my childhood mm-hmm. are not the days, the monotony of the days that my mom spent with me. Right. It's those special occasions and things that she did to make them special. That's right. It's those moments. And maybe we um come up with a new word like William Shakespeare did and not call them magical moments. But we can call them magical moments. Oh did no? you coming up you like with that? brand new things? I like that. Yeah we, we magical it's the, moments. It's the moments we have. <laughs> but listen somebody's gonna go out in public and say yeah I'm gonna have a moment. It's not gonna go over well. <laughs> That's not gonna work. That's not gonna work. <laughs> It'll work
1: here podcast That's family right. use with us. It, use it
0: appropriately. So what we would suggest is create these moments. <laughs> Listen, it's going to be a thing. I was just telling somebody last night, like sometimes you
1: hear something that doesn't make sense. And before you know it, you say it all the time. It yes. works. Like a song you hear
0: in yes. the first 5,000 times you hear it. It's like this song is terrible. And then time 5,001, uh-huh. you were singing right along with it's it. new theme song. Right. Just Lil, like that. Lil Nas X.
1: <laughs> Old Town Road. That one was sneaky. It just crept snap. up. It just crept up. I'm like, this is garbage. Terrible. Hundred times later. I love this
0: song. Trash. <laughs> you would be whooping and hollering when I played it in the cycle studio. Oh, yeah. But it's the same thing. Like with this moment, it's going to become a thing. It's and you sure. heard it here first. We can start. A, this is probably our intern Pip's first thing to do. Start the hashtag movement. Moment. Moment. <laughs>
1: But it's spelled the same as moment. Maybe you have to capitalize the M O M to like emphasize the mom.
0: The moment. There you go. So create and make Mm moments with your kids. That's going to be the next way that we can intentionally parent. Yes. Yes. The next one is to just embrace simplicity. Kids don't need a lot. This is my favorite. Is it? I love embracing simplicity. Are you part of that? Like, um, what's that simple movement where you just minimalist? Minimalist. Yes.
1: I don't think so. I always think of that more about stuff. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I haven't really gotten into it as far as like experiences. I've always thought about that more about like keeping clutter out of your house, which I am. I am all about keeping clutter out of your house. But no, I just, when it comes to like expectations of a person, people around me and myself, I just always feel like things go a lot smoother and I'm a lot more at peace and everybody feels a lot more connected and loved. When it's just simple, just don't, you know, keep the expectations uh, right sized, you know, applaud the little wins, celebrate, you know, every little grateful moment you can have and try not to focus on what you're not getting and what not what's not happening. And I think that for this intentional parenting, I think it's also about your kids don't need that much
0: and, you know, give yourself some grace, mm-hmm. you know? It really is simple. Yeah. We share that parenthood Motherhood is simple. Mm-hmm. It's not easy. It's not easy. But it really is simple. It is. You know, you keep them alive. Number one, keep them alive. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you, you focus on the joy. Yes. And you are grateful for the things that you have. And you extend grace to yourself and others around you.
1: I love it. There we go. That's my favorite right now. It. I'm loving that. Let's let's continue to okay. embrace simplicity. So the, <laughs> the last
0: part about intentional parenting, and this is something that is hard for so many of us who have been the at-home teachers during the pandemic. But it really is important, even when the pandemic is lifting and we are heading back out and we are sending our kids back to school, intentional parenting is about being instructive Mm -hmm. and constantly being a teacher Mm -hmm. and also a learner. Mm -hmm. So like, when was the last time you might have looked at yourself or said to yourself, podcast family, like, oh, I really have to teach my kids how to do this? I think sometimes we forget that there are things that we need to learn, right? Right. Like for me, a couple of years ago with Roman, um, (laughs) this is so embarrassing. Oh, I can't wait. It was so embarrassing. (laughs) We were at a park and everybody was blowing up balloons. And my son was probably eight or nine years old. We're all blowing up balloons, all the kids, all the parents. And Roman is, he's just, (laughs)
1: and I look what is wrong with this child? You and I'm blow like, up a balloon. you don't know how to blow up a
0: balloon. <laughs> and I was judging him oh, wholeheartedly. <laughs> and he looked at me and he was like, mommy, you never taught me how. And I stopped and I was like, oh, oh. I, you do have to teach kids things. Right. But Why would I expect you to know how to do
1: that then? It's so important. And
0: so often I think we forget that a lot of things we know that we might think are innate or we're just born with or we just happen to know how to do things are actually things that we were taught. Right. Good, bad, or otherwise. Right. And so Or that we
1: have learned through
0: experience. Yes. Yeah. And so knowing that we are constantly and always going to be their teacher, Mm. that's when we need to do some self-reflection. It's like, what is it I'm teaching my kids? Yes. What is it I'm not teaching my kids? Yes. What am I modeling and what traits of mine are they picking up on? Right. And that's where I have a little bit of a disconnect sometimes because it's the, I would like to think it's the do as I say, not as I do, but realizing it's like children learn more from what they see Mm -hmm. than what they're told.
1: Yeah. I think it's, I think we have to be very intentional about recognizing that kids are watching us all the time. Mm -hmm. And- no matter what you say, they are watching what you do for
0: sure. Yeah. Yeah. And when we talked about having the plan, mm-hmm. a lot of it is thinking like, well, what is it I want this child to be? And not in terms of career yeah. or, or yeah. whatever, but it's Traits. what type of person, what type of character I want this person to be. And then- walking it through and saying, well, in order for that to happen, let me look and say, what is it that I'm teaching this person then, right? Do I want this child to model generosity? Am I a giving person? Mm -hmm. Are they seeing that in me? Am I expecting and expressing that with and around them? We we hear often, I want my kid to be a social justice warrior. Mm -hmm. Or we talked about anti-racism and raising anti-racist kids before. And it's like, well, just saying it isn't going to make it so. Mm-hmm. So that's where we say, um, and it comes from the Ibrahim Kendi's How to Be an Anti-Racist book, right. you know, the definition of anti-racism. It's not just being um, not racist. It's being actively anti-racist. Right. So when we are raising kids and we are intentionally creating their character and building that character up, we really need to just focus on what it is that we're pouring into them and make sure that we're pouring into them the good Mm. and keeping the toxins and the toxic out of them as much as possible. (laughs) Well, and, you know, that's so deep
1: because if you take it even a step back further, I know in my life I try to be very conscious about it's unfair for me to judge somebody for not being a thing if I'm not that thing, Mm -hmm. right? And so that... It equates to exactly what you were saying about our kids. I want my kid to be good and kind and generous and anti-racist. And they're like, okay, cool. Let's just double check ourselves. Am I good and kind and anti-racist? Because mm-hmm. it's it's an unfair ask for you to put on your kid if you're not doing that very same work for yourself Mm -hmm. and then modeling that for them. I mean, that's just expectations one-on-one, right? You can't really expect to get back what you're not given.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's like, how are you going to raise kids that are, Avid and voracious readers, if they've never seen mommy and daddy read a book. Exactly right. You know? Exactly um, right. It's like, <laughs> just if you check yourself one time, <laughs> yes, it's, just look at it. It's if you're not reading to them 15 or 20 minutes a day and building up and flexing that reading muscle, mm-hmm. how are we still going to then expect them to be readers? Exactly right. Um, and again, some kids, that's just who they are. That's just in their DNA. And good for them. But most kids, yeah. it's looking at what it is that. Was planned and planted in them at such a year, early age that they have worked and developed it. Right, you know. And we look right now as we are going into the Summer Olympics in less than a month, mm-hmm. and we look at all of these young athletes, mm-hmm. and they're just bursting on the scene, and they're names that we've never heard of, and we're following their careers. Or there may be people that we've been following for ten or twelve years, but we realize that a lot of these people, these young adults, these adults who are going to the Olympics. They started training when they were three, four, five years old. It's it's
1: bananas. Bananas. It's crazy to yes. think that They these, started so young. They're
0: Yeah, and their parents obviously had a plan for them, had a dream, mm-hmm. and were able to, in a lot of instances, sacrifice what they needed to, to make their kids' dreams come true. Yes. And again, sometimes it's not the comfortable thing to do. Sometimes it's not the easy thing to do. But if we ask ourselves- is this decision that I'm making in the best interest of my child? I think that that's going to be the guiding principle in things that we do and helping us to come out with the easy answer.
1: I agree with you, 100%. Who's going to Tokyo? We're about to find out. No! Women's 100 is underway. JVN Oliver, a fantastic start. She's putting the pressure on Richardson. Here comes Shakiri. Richardson's going to Tokyo, 1087.
0: So speaking of Olympic trials, have you watched them? Oh, yeah. Yeah,
1: I am a Summer Olympics person. This is my season. (laughs) I love the Summer Olympics.
0: We should do something about the Summer Olympics. And I know that Pip is listening as we're recording this, probably rolling her eyes like, what are these ladies going to ask me to do? (laughs) We don't know yet. We should have our own Summer Olympic Games
1: oh, okay, but can they be real low-key? They're going to be like, oh, ladies summer Olympic Games,
0: right? Well, <laughs> I'm at a disadvantage because you just started playing tennis with your son. That's right. As your That's mom. That's right. How is that going? You're not at a disadvantage. I'm not very good at it. So <laughs> <laughs> so one of the
1: things, I may have shared this before, going into the summer, I told Gage, he has expressed to us more than once that he's not a huge fan of team sports, But I said, you know, we have to get out of this house. You need to do something to stay active. So it can be whatever you like. Let's think of something else. And we came up with tennis. And I said, you know what? I've always kind of wanted to learn to play tennis. I've never played before. So maybe we'll do it together. And it's really, it's super fun. We are having a good time. However, I will tell you that, number one, my son is very young and naturally flexible. And... Very good at it already, like just supernatural, just goes up there and swings it, no problem. His mom, on the other hand, in this body, whoo, is a little harder. And we had a lesson a couple of weeks ago. I was getting so frustrated. I mean, and you know me, like, I'm not good at being a beginner, I'm not good at learning something new. And so I'm doing it in front of my son, having my moment where I'm getting frustrated. And he's so good at it, which I'm super excited about, but it's making it more frustrating for me, which is a new experience. So we get in the car and he's like, mom, like, are you mad? Like, why are you mad? (laughs) You mad. (laughs) I said, I'm not mad. I'm frustrated with myself because I you know, I'm still learning and I'm not good at it. And I'm not very good at being a beginner. And I just said it to him. I'm like, I'm not very good at being a beginner. I like to know how to do things. And so it's hard for me. He was like, Oh, okay, well you'll get better. You're doing great. It's so sweet. So sweet. But my son is watching me have these very human moments. Mm-hmm. And I got to take some,
0: wasn't pretty <laughs> <laughs> you mad at the baby. I Tara. was not mad at the baby.
1: I was mad at myself and frustrated that he's, Better at tennis than me, but that's that's okay. It's fine, it's whatever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and mad at the baby. So yeah, um, I am excited to hear that Naomi Osaka is going to be playing in the Olympics me too. for tennis. Me too. Um, we do love watching tennis and have loved watching the Olympic trials. Mm. I will share that I have really enjoyed watching a lot of these young black female athletes start to take up space in areas and Spaces where they traditionally have not been. Yes, um, swimming is one yes. of them. Mm-hmm. You know, when we watch Olympics, Summer Olympics, a lot of times you expect to see the black athletes track and field. Right. So I love that we are now in the pool, and you know, of course, with Simone Biles just dominating. Oh, I think that whole gymnastics. Team. I think like that whole team this year is there's three of them, right? Or five? Sure. I
1: think maybe all of them. Well, it's going to be very
0: close. Well, I think the national team has three black. You might be gymnasts, right, but maybe right. I, I'm wrong. But we also have the new. Sp- of skateboarding. What? Yes. Oh, I've missed this one. There is a U.S. skateboarding team and there is a, a young um, black male. I think he's a teenager and also a young black female that are going to be representing the United States that is at skateboarding. Cool. That
1: is very cool. I'm also loving, I think there's five or six from Texas. I think Texas is representing in that same category. Mm. A lot of these um, black athletes
0: are from this state. So- Come on, Texas. I love it. The oh, Texas Olympics. We're ready. I just love this. We're moving forward into the future and we see, and we are living through monumental change.
1: It's pretty incredible.
0: It is going to be so fun to watch and and hopefully to see kind of what The Olympics are this year. We look at the 2040 Olympics. Man, Mm -hmm. I just hope that that is really reflective of what this world looks like. And this country is reflective of who this country is. Yeah, me too. So that's something for us to look forward to. Before we wrap up, we will go ahead and just, again, our recap of Tara and Kanji's ways to intentionally parent. We need to come up with a better way of saying that. Like, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Uh, yeah,
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't know. What else could we? I mean, we've already coined momments this time, so maybe we'll think of a name for next time. We might be reaching if we try to do two at the same time. That's true.
0: <laughs> but the, the ways that, we, again, we can intentionally parent is first, make sure that you, you have a plan. Mm-hmm. And then the second, be consistent with enforcing that plan in all of your parenting things.
1: Uh, the third is to be attentive, lose those distractions, and be in the moment.
0: The fourth one is my favorite, embracing simplicity. And number five, always be willing to be instructive and to be a teacher. Mm. And also, like I said, to be learners, because I've learned so much about myself from being a mom.
1: Agreed. Same.
0: Yeah. Yep. And I hope that that learning will continue and continues as he grows into adulthood. I love learning about myself. And um, he's just a reflection of me and just kind of shines a light on the good, the bad, and the ugly. It wasn't just a Clint Eastwood movie.
1: (laughs) They do that. I don't know if I love it, but that is what they do. But um, back to number one, making a plan, right? Kaji and I, we've got plans. <laughs> we have plans. So make sure that when you're listening to the episodes, you're subscribing or following what platform you're on so you don't miss any in the future. Uh, We do have some good things coming up for you. I know that we joke around about it, but we'll entertain you. Don't you worry. So make sure you're following us.
0: Leave those ratings and reviews. We love hearing from you every week, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. As always, it is so wonderful to spend time with you, even virtually. We know that you have a choice of how you choose to spend your time. And we are so thankful that you choose to spend your time with us every week. We'll be back next week. Same time, same place. Guard your health, mental, physical, and spiritual. Take good care.